Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Monday Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Meticulous Mark P. Back again. Feels good. Finally settled. Uh, Move last week. The weddings, the, the U-Haul trucks, the unpacking, all of that. Really got to a guy. But uh, shout out Mike Curry. Been holding us down this last entire last week. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to do some uh, preview, review. We're going to talk a little ghost power. Is that uh, was coming to an end soon um, as far as the season. It's really picking up. They call it Enrico but uh, we'll get into that. And yeah, we're just the first to find the profile. Shout out Mike Curry. And let's start things off. Both series from yesterday now tied 2-2. Boston, Philly, and Denver and Phoenix both tied at 2-2. Denver had a 2-0 lead going in, coming into Phoenix. Um, Joker had 53 points last night, but not enough. Um, 53 is crazy, though. But, um, you know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, 36 each. So um, that helps. Um, they've really been showing out. Shaman hit, like, four threes in the fourth quarter. So that was big for Phoenix. So, you know, they're, they're um, you know, trying to hang on. Game best of three now. Shout out to James Harden, man. Did his thing as well. 42 points in uh, the game-winning field goal. But the refs, um, I feel like Maxi uh, got pushed off by Tatum. They called that the day before on Klay Thompson. So need a little consistency out of the refs. But um, some really good games yesterday in particular. I was all the way tuned in. Didn't end too late either. You know, respect us as human beings. But uh, I let Mike Curry go in a little deeper, and we'll talk some power ghosts later, and I'll give a best bet. All right, let's get it. Good morning, good morning. Your favorite duo is back. Particulars Mark P and Mike C. We're back with another one, man. Hope everybody had a very pleasant weekend. A lot of great things happened in the world of sports, and we're here to discuss them. We're here to recap them. So first, what I'm going to do is recap these Sunday night games, these Sunday games. So yesterday, we had the Sixers and the Celtics, and that was a battle. Great game. Overtime thriller. Um, you know, some might say it was a legacy game for James Harden. Um, you know, do or die. You don't want to go down 3-1 and go back to Boston. Um, they ended up, you know, tying these games up, splitting it, splitting the series in Philly. Splitting Boston, splitting Philly. And James Harden was amazing. Uh, 42 points, um, eight rebounds, nine assists, um, six threes. Was looking like vintage Harden from the Houston Rockets. And B chipped in, had 34 of his own. I don't like how he kind of got clamped up by Al Horford on a few plays down the stretch. I don't really like that, but I will say I was very impressed with James Harden who balled out um, for the Celtics, man. Uh, Marcus Smart chipped in. He was big for them. Um, 21 points, hitting that big shot down the stretch. Uh, Jalen Brown, 23. Tatum, 24. Uh, 18 big rebounds for Tatum, though, um, who... Uh, didn't really get it going. Could, could never really get it going. Um, was almost scoreless going into the half. Um, but I thought this game was big for the Sixers, big for Doc Rivers, because um, I'm not really a Doc Rivers guy. But they needed to win. This was a super important game to keep their season alive. I felt they would have lost. Going down 3-1 in Boston, might be a slaughterhouse. Might might be a slaughter fest. Um, but they won. But they won. So shout out to them. Um, James Harden, like I said, he balled out. Um, like some might say it was a legacy game. I don't think so. I think his legacy's already been cemented as one of the greatest scorers in the history of the game. Um, obviously, doesn't have a championship, but, um, you know, I respect James Harden. I respect the things he did for the Houston Rockets because of those Warriors teams. Um, he pushed them. He pushed them further than anybody ever did. Um, pushed them to a game seven. Um, you know, LeBron got swept and lost in five to those Warriors teams. So, uh, James Harden, uh, uh, you know, I respect him. Um, let's move on to the Sunday night game. We had the Suns and the Nuggets. Suns back in the series. Series tied 2-2. Two two. 
this is why I said don't panic because playoff series are about adjustments. And I think Monty Williams is a great coach. I'm obviously former coach of the year and, you know, obviously coached this team to the finals and stuff of that nature. And this is why I said, you know, the Denver Nuggets, yeah, they, they're up 2-0 in the series. Cool. But they did what they were supposed to do. They protected home court. You have to do that. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you play all year for. You're the number one seed in the conference. I mean, I expected them to win both of those games in Denver. But here's Phoenix roaring back, and they win their two games in Phoenix. So they just took care of business at home court. Now you're in a best of three series um, with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, who's been lights out. Literally lights. He's been amazing. He's been amazing. Kobe Disciple for a reason. Um, he's been Oh my goodness, he's been like nuclear. It's been it's been crazy. Um, Phoenix has seemed to figure things out, pushing the pace against these Nuggets, and it's worked in their favor. It's worked in their favor. They win this game 129 to 124, but Joker, Nikola Jokic, had a big monster game, 53 points, 20 of 30 from the field. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this was this was this was a game. This was a game, um, but now it's anybody's series. Like I said, a best of three. Um, Denver does have the home court advantage, so we'll see how this transpires. Uh, let's move on. We have Bronny James committed to USC. My guy P wanted me to talk about it. I, I, I'm not going to say I was surprised because, it, it, you know, the teams that were rumored were like Pac-12 teams like um, Oregon and USC, and he ultimately commits to USC. And I think it's good, man. Shout out to him. You know, LeBron James is really happy. Um, the first in his family to go to college. And I think it's going to be cool. I think it's great that he's staying close to home. So, you know, his family could see the game, especially LeBron James. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, for USC, they already had the number one recruit, Isaiah Collier number one recruit in the class. Um, they also had his teammate who was ranked in like the 40s in the top 100. And now you add Bronny James. Um, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a lot of eyes on USC. Um, you know, USC should be back on the map, man. It's been a while since, you know, they really had like guys, you know what I'm saying? Like they had, you know, good players here and there, but like guys, like this is going to be fun. This is going to be a show. Um, USC is going to be, it's just going to be a lot of eyes on them now, you know, especially when you have the son of LeBron James and and, you know, like I said, Isaiah Carr was the number one recruit in the country. So and he's going to USC, committed way back in November. Um, so USC should be fun. Should definitely compete right away in that Pac-12. I know UCLA was pretty good last year. Been good last few years. You know, you got your organs of the world. Um, so great for Bronny, man. Shout out to Bronny, man. Oh, uh, let's move on. My guy P wanted me to talk on some power ghosts, man. Some power ghosts. Uh, I got some thoughts, man. Uh, Cooper Sacks really lasted almost nine seasons. I think that's unprecedented in itself. Um, we all knew Cooper Sacks was always up to something, always sticking his nose in some business. Brought a gun in the club, truth. That guy was wilding, man. Guy, <laughs> he had it coming, though. He had it coming this time. You know, you playing both sides of the law. Everything finally caught up to him, I guess you can say. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could say R.P. Cooper Sack. Um, and then at the end of the episode, uh, Effie gets arrested for attempted murder. And Lauren rolls down the window like Snoop Dogg and Baby Boy. Kane looks like he saw a ghost. It's It's crazy. It's, it, it's freaking wild. I'm curious to see how the season ends. I will say episode eight is always a big episode in every season of Power. I will say that. Um, but yeah, this was this was a hell of an episode because it had you on edge. We had two crazy things happen towards the end of the episode. But I want to see what's going to happen. Uh, Cooper Sack said he knew where Tariq's family was. Um, you know, Yaz and Tasha and, um, you know, Big Mama. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Listen, the Power ghost is my favorite television show 
um, on TV. We've been I've been through a lot of the the powers, the BMFs, the Raising Canaan's. Raising Canaan is close uh, second. Um, but the Tariq, the Power Ghost, is my favorite show. I definitely been looking for a platform to kind of like talk about it. Uh, you know, give a little more as far as what I think about the series without giving away spoilers. Um, this probably won't be the route forever, but right now I just thought at the end of the podcast. Um, but. Yeah, this show's amazing. The Rigo Boys is calling. Um, uh, as we all know, uh, money is tied up to Tejadas and the uh, um, Tariq's money. And uh, the guy who also plays SJK, SJF, SJK, all their money is tied up into Braden, uh, not Braden, Weston Holdings. And Weston Holdings is a big Ponzi scam. It's, it's all come to light recently. So they're all dealing with that while also trying to fight against a Rico case. Sax, Sax from the original Power finally, finally took the L. He's been around for a hella seasons. I uh, believe nine total seasons of Power. Did six in the original and then three for uh, the spinoff of Tariq the Ghost. So, yeah, Sack's finally gone. So, I can appreciate that, man. But um, I, I, I didn't love the fact that they were there, like, witnessing it. Um, Tariq and Davis, they were witnessing everything going on. But wicked scene, you know, Diana uh, is locked or got out, you know, dealing with being locked and, you know, Davis had to, like, figure out that uh, Sax was trying to play both sides and gave Diana, like, a little, you know, sheet to say, don't, oh, throw, throw uh, Sax onto Effie and Effie eventually gets uh, bagged up, but everything's been replaced with sugar. Isn't that just coincidence? Um, so they were kind of throwing a loop, but um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, Kane and Effie are, like, hooking up now or whatever. Like, that's the thing. Page of tuition. All right. I can't stand Effie as a character. Also, I really can't stand Brayden these days. He's getting pretty close to my shit list. Um, you know, just making Tariq get back in the game and taking away his scholarship with Tate and doing all, you know, all this stuff behind his back. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Brayden these days, but Effie, I thought it was very interesting when she found out that, you know, they did, like, kind of use her as a pawn, but obviously switched out the real drugs for sugar and she just said you know i would have did the same thing to you fucking people as well and it's like of course you would have because that's who you are we've seen it we've seen it and we've seen it and we know who you are so that's why i'm team Tariq, man i i, I just can't i can't get behind the uh, the effies of the world and then lauren um had to come to face with effie effie gets arrested again at the end of the movie of the movie the show the episode um this time not for drugs but attempted murder on lauren baldwin who she comes face to face with and looks like she's seen a ghost because quite frankly it is a ghost she doesn't know too much um, that Lauren is alive. Only a few people know, including Tariq, who hasn't said a thing to anyone. Um, really good episode. Um, I'm curious to how this thing is going to go with Sax. His, um, Davis's brother murders Sax. Um, and, you know, we're going to see how that goes. But Sax was the, was the CI in that whole, uh, you know, Rico thing. So we're going to see how it goes. It was a great episode. I'm, um, I think it's a couple weeks until we get the next. So I might uh, try to talk about another show next week. But a great episode. I'm curious to see how the season is going to end with you know all this Rico. I know they're already kind of probably wrapping up recording season four. So shooting season four. So it's going to be interesting. And I love this show. Love the action. Um, but shout out to Rico and fuck the others. Uh, before we go, though, we do got two games tonight. Got the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Lakers currently up 2-1. Uh, line is three. I'm leaning Golden State as of right now. Uh, it's a big game for them. You don't want to go back down 3-1. But the thing is, if they do, um, they go back home. I'm leaning Golden State. Lakers are undefeated in the crypto this postseason. And I've been telling you guys why. I don't have to say it again, but I will. Um, the, these are the first Lakers playoff games with full capacity in 10 years. Enough said. 
Um, but I'm leaning Warriors. You know, I'm not a homer. I've been pretty right on the Lakers all postseason. Leaning Warriors here, but we'll see. And then we got the Heat taking on the Knicks. I'm actually leaning with the Knicks plus the four and a half. Um, they just played a bad game, and I don't want to put too much stock into them playing a horrible game. Like, literally the whole team played bad. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, whole team was bad. But I know Jalen Brunson's a little banged up, though, so we'll see. Um, I do have the Heat winning this series, though, regardless. And that's it. Mike Curry signing out. Peace. I'm taking the Miami Heat. Minus the four and a half points. Jimmy got sold.